Hello, this is Positive Occult Practice with me, Lucifer, and Morgana. But today, Morgana is not with us today. She is celebrating Samhain with her friends. I am exhausted, but I have to get this podcast out. A lot of love to her and everybody in, that is enjoying their Samhain dinner. I'm just exhausted. I've been doing so much work, doing a lot of things. And yes, I wanted to get this podcast out to all of you because I thought it was important. And I told her I got to get this podcast out and then I'm going to go to bed. So the problem was I just did a half hour podcast and it came out crappy because my microphone was not recording in the right place. But you know what? Practice makes perfect. So, real quick, I just saw that in Austin, Texas, the Satanist, the church, I think it was the Temple of uh, Satanic Temple, was throwing a unbaptize yourself satanic ritual in public. And it was funny how people from both sides of the spectrum of government, which I don't like talking about politics on here. We're talking a lot of shit about the Satanists and what they were doing. But let me remind you that we live in the United States of fucking America. And not only that, we live on the earth, which these are man-made laws. And you know what? Anybody can worship and do whatever they fucking want. And if people want to become unbaptized, and I'm not going to shit on Christianity, but if they don't want to do that, they are more than welcome to. Now, if you don't know anything about the Satanic Temple, they are atheistic, usually Satanists. They don't even believe in God or Satan as a God. Some of them probably do, but I know a lot of them and they're good people. I don't know that I'm greatly like one-on-one, but I know I've ran into quite a few of them and they're good people. And really what they are is about religious rights. If you read any of their articles that they write, or what they do, they're all about religious freedom. And they do that by shocking people by doing these type of things. But you have different parts of the government and people who shun this practice. But then they want to talk about freedom of religion, but only certain religions. But you know what? You can practice whatever you want. Over half of the founding fathers were secular or part of the Illuminati. So get over it. Yes, get over it. So we're about religious freedom and religious rights here. And I know all of you are usually are listening. That's why you're listening. And maybe to get educated so you won't be ignorant. (laughs) So today, speaking of ignorant, we're going to talk about Luciferianism. But we're first going to talk about the history of Lucifer and how... Phosphorus, the god Phosphorus, which is in the Latin name, named Lucifer, Phosphorus is the Greek name, became the devil. And he didn't even mean to become that. So let's start first with the Greek pantheon. So we can kind of like ride the story of where did Phosphorus come from or the Latin name Lucifer. So I'm going to go over the Greek pantheon 
very quickly. I'm not even going to go to the Greek Pantheon. Excuse me. I'm not going to go to the Greek, Greek Pantheon. We are going to uh, talk about his parents as gods. So his parents from the Titans of the gods in Greek was Aeos. And Aeos had one of her consorts was named Astraeus. He and they, they both had children, other little goddesses and gods. Astraeus was the god of astrology and of the universe and of the stars. So they created a god named Phosphorus, who was actually Venus. Now, they didn't know, of course, this course of star actually was Venus, but Anyways, that was what the Greeks were pointing to when they saw the morning star. That was phosphorus. Now, when they translated Greek into Latin, the Romans had their gods also. But when they, treat, when they translated it, the name of phosphorus, which means the light bearer or the light bringer, in Latin is actually Lucifer which means also the light bearer or light bringer. And there was a saint named St. Jerome. And we were going to talk about how he had to translate the Hebrew uh, texts from Hebrew into Latin, from the Greek texts also. And this is how everything kind of like got confused, where Lucifer, who is the light bringer, got, I guess, enmeshed with Satan over the years, actually. So back in the day, there was a um, there was a dude, his name was St. Jerome in three, uh, 382 A.D., and he was commissioned by the Pope to translate the Hebrew scriptures into Latin. So there was already an older version of this, but they wanted to have an official version of it, I guess, for the church. Because they were Latin speaking. So they started translating the Old Testament. And part of one of the main, uh, like, I guess, passages was in the book of Isaiah. And it says in the book of Isaiah, how you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn, you have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations and said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven and I will raise my throne above the stars of God. That's just a small part of it. But meanwhile, that passage was not talking about the devil or Lucifer. It was actually talking about a Babylonian king who, was, who fell out of Jehovah's eyes, who fell out of love of Jehovah's love, fell out of Jehovah's love, I guess you would say. So when he translated that, and the specific actually term of, oh, morning star, son of the dawn, they took it as phosphorus then when he translated it into latin for the romans it was lucifer you see where i'm going 
where I'm going is they took it as the name Satan, which was actually not either one of them. <laughs> it was actually a Babylonian king. But because it says Morning Star, that's where they got it from. There's a lot of confusion like in, in the Bible with like these translations, like when they called Jesus the Son of God, you can see that in the Bible, they call the Son of God, everybody the Son of God. But the real translation is actually nature of God. So you can have the nature of God, just like there's Christ consciousness and all sorts of, so you're having the nature of God. You are of the nature of God when I say the Son of God. But because we speak English and we think that fucking Jesus spoke English, I guess, that's what he said. But meanwhile, he spoke Aramaic. And now we're translating it into Latin. So as you see, there is a, a translation problem. Okay, and this whole mess of confusion. So that's how the name Lucifer got into the Bible and became like the thing of the future, I guess. Satan wasn't even mentioned in the Bible about three times. And when he was mentioned, um, he was really not creating evil. He was actually the Punisher and not the Punisher, the comic book, but a, the Punisher and actually tempted people that God wanted to be tempted. They're working like cahoots with each other. They're like, yeah, let me tempt this dude and see what he fucking does. And God said, yeah, go ahead. And let me see if he really believes in me or whatever. And however you want to think it being a demiurge as you if you listen to my past stuff or actual Jehovah God, which, yeah. And they work together, kind of. So this is right there is where you get kind of the confusion. Now, where does... Okay, well, and, and actually, in part of the Bible, Jesus is referred to as the morning star also. But I think if you listen to my past stuff, you can you could kind of understand if you listen to my past podcast. Now, where does the horns and hooves and everything else come from? Well, there was a certain god named Pan, and that was part of the Greek and Roman gods that actually came. Of course, you know, when you're talking about Christianity when it took over everything um, and got mixed in with a bunch of, you know, it's funny the, the the church and everything has very paganistic ceremonial things like incense and eating the body and blood of Christ, very paganistic things. Well, they kind of brought all these things together, but then there were certain things like Pan, which is actually, if you look at Pan, or Pan, or however you want to name, was a god of nature, and of the flocks, and of the forests. And you have this really kind of cool-looking god. He has hooves, and he has horns, and sometimes he had a goat's head. Um, they, he, they said that he was the son of Hermes, right? Or possibly um, of, uh, um, I think, um, of, or and with Zeus and Penelope. There was really all these different stories of him. But like I said, he wasn't really like human. He was like half human. But he had cloven, like I said, cloven feet, horns, and a large penis. And he liked to fuck a lot. So 
you know, like people are like, oh my God, he said the F, listen, man, there were adults here. Okay. Um, and he used to hang around with nymphs. So the nymphs, that's where nymphos come from. We're all hanging around him. And he was a very like funny guy and jovial and like, hey man, I'm like, having a good time. It's about to have, you know. And uh, well, they kind of like started putting that onto, I guess, Satan. And they started hooking up Lucifer to it, the name. And because uh, in a lot of the older um, like texts, right, with like, the Hebrew, you know, the Hebrew, you know, the Old Testament, everything, there really wasn't that much of the devil in there at all. And like I said, Satan, I think it's probably mentioned like a couple of times in the whole thing. And, uh, but it wasn't really until the Persians took over the Jewish people at one time and kind of, they already had like a good and evil kind of thing. And that kind of like permeated into uh, the culture. So, of course, like anything, everything kind of starts mixing together. And here now you have the devil or Satan also naming the name Lucifer because he is the fallen one. And according to Isaiah, and now it's complete confusion. So now people are like, you know, using Lucifer for the name of Satan and Satan for the name of Lucifer. But actually, they are two completely different things. Now, what I would like to do is use YouTube Audiopedia, which has this great and phenomenal uh, video called uh, Luciferianism. It's on Audiopedia, which I think is a version of Wikipedia. And they just had this like, computer voice and she's like just talking. And it's only 10 minutes long. And it's a really good reference to give to people if you are studying Luciferianism and they're like, what is that? Satanism? You can give that to them. And it shows the different um, differences between Satanism and Luciferianism. And I'm going to go over some of that right now and talk about it. So I'm going to go over the transcript of this off YouTube. It's only 10 minutes long, but I'm just going to go over some of the basics of it um, and some of the differences between Satanism and Luciferianism. Because I did, we did have a, a men's group the other night, and this gentleman who's is really great guy asked me, what is the difference or what is Luciferianism? Because he was raised as a Christian and he had like some very scared, like, I think, or not sure of what Luciferianism is, and it kind of like freaked him out. Well, I'm, I'm referring this actually to him also. So enjoy this. And uh, hopefully it opens your mind a little bit better. I mean, he really, after I explained it to him, he really got it. But I think this is a really good version of it. Um, so, um, so I'm going to say a little bit of the transcript off the YouTube um, uh, channel that this was on. So it starts off with a really ex good, great explanation of Luciferianism. Luciferianism is a belief system that includes both theistic and secular denominations and is therefore heavily influenced by personal perspectives and experiences. Considered by many to be a religion and by some a philosophy or a way of life, Luciferianism as a whole has no dogma which followers adhere to. Rather, it is deeply personal outlook with numerous variations ranging from the veneration of the literal deity and the practice of occultism to secular set of principles using mythological references as a form of symbolism and cultural tradition. That is excellent. Okay. So it's basically saying, telling every, you know, it's explaining that, listen, it's your own personal experience. There is no set of beliefs 
or dogma and Luciferianism. It is really just your own personal experience. Yes, there you will find some stuff online that says some principles of Luciferianism. And I've read a lot of them and a lot of them are, are uh, pretty much on point and is about living a life, uh, being, um, being enlightened and trying to help humanity and being the light bearers. That's what Lucifer or phosphorus means, means the light bearer. And we're going to go more into this right now. Um, let's see here. I'm just scrolling. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh, so general beliefs, although sometimes mistakenly associated with Satanism due to its Christian interpretation of the fallen angel, Luciferianism is a wholly different and unrelated belief system. It does not revere to the, the, the devil figure or most characteristics typically affixed to Satan. Rather, Lucifer in this context is seen as one of the morning star, a symbol of enlightenment, independence, human progression, and is often used interchangeably with similar figures, such as the Greek Titan Prometheus and the Jewish figure of Lilith, both rebellious. So there's one characteristic um, uh, I will say that a lot of people go to Luciferianism or Satanism or any kind of craft or the path or witchcraft, etc., is because they are rebelling against what they were brought up in. Now, the Greek Titan Prometheus is a great story because he brought fire to humans and to show them how to use it. Now, Prometheus, uh, the gods, the other Titans did not like that. And they actually chained and bound him for doing that. But he was bringing not just fire. He was bringing knowledge to humans. That was what he was doing. And its relationship also with the Jewish figure Lilith. She was the first mother, not Eve, okay, to be uh, the first between Adam and Eve. It was actually Lilith and Adam. And then she rebelled against Adam and God in order to be her own independent self. So let me go over some more. Uh, I will continue what they say here. Luciferianism does not typically support violence or amoral practices. Now, when it says amoral practices, that means uh, hurting children and also means rape. We don't condone that and we are totally against that. And we're vehemently against that, actually. And uh, with some religions are saying they are, but they're not. Um so we don't typically support violence, of course, but we also don't turn the other cheek, okay? Um, you can, as considered a moral practice, we consider that uh, you can have sex with whoever you want, whenever you want, how many people you want, as long as you are two consenting adults, okay? Um, Luciferians support moral and intellectual development of children and the protection of the natural world. Yes, we want our children to be smart. As parents, we want them to be excited about learning, excited about science, excited about nature, excited about exploring life. That is our job as a parent, right? And not only a parent, as a person that um, is involved with kids, if you're a child, if you're a teacher, etc. Um, uh, both the arts and sciences are crucial to human development. I'm reading more. And thus are cherished. So, of course, arts and science, arts and sciences. I'll continue. Luciferians feel that humans should be focused on this life and how to make the most of it every day, and to be, and they have the ability to recognize between both good and evil, and that 
both have consequences. Uh, Luciferian's enlightenment is the ultimate goal. Uh, let's see here. The basic Luciferian principles of highlight truth and the freedom of will and the worshiping of the inner self and one's ultimate potential. Traditional dogma is shunned. All ideas should be tested before being accepted. Even then, one should be skeptical. Now, you can either be theistic Luciferian, or you can be a non-theist. You can be an atheist and be a Luciferian and just study by these principles, and you probably wouldn't have to call yourself Luciferian because you're just doing it. You're going out and seeking knowledge. But the light bearer, meaning bringing the light, into the darkness to see what's behind the darkness. The darkness doesn't mean evil either. The darkness, that means all the stuff that's in there that's hidden can be found by using the light bearer. And I will go over, I'm gonna scroll down here. Um, you don't have to join any type of organization to be Luciferian. Most are solitary um, practitioners. There's also confusion, as you'll see, between Satanists and Luciferians and Luc you know, people who worship Lucifer, because there are some people who get them, combine them and get it confused, because you will see like certain churches that will say the Church of Lucifer, but in essence, they're the Church of Satan or Satanic, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that's not what Lucifer is. Um, so I am going to let's see here. So I'm going to go down, I'm just scrolling down. Let's see. Let's see. And you should listen to this. I'm just, I'm, I'm just scrolling down. We're just doing it live right now. Okay, here we go. So um, we're going to talk about the differences between Satanism and, and Luciferianism. And it says here, although Luciferianism and Satan are often incorrectly referred to as interchangeable, they are very dissimilar. Theistic Luciferians may demonstrate characteristics or practices that cross over with theistic Satanism. But Lucifer is regarded as an angel or a god of light and more positive idea than the animalistic and materialistic deity recognized by theistic Satanists. Satanism, whether theistic or Anton LaVey and uh, atheist is highly materialistic, carnal and recognizing the existence of humankind as an animal and encouraging the acknowledgement of one's primal tendencies. The welfare and happiness of the self comes first over the welfare of others. Satanism, while it condemns violence and does in many cases venerate nature, places a strong focus on survival, power, self-indulgement, indulgent materialism and takes more of a of an elitist stance against stupidity or towards stupidity in contrast luciferians seek to enlighten all of humankind and luciferians are encouraged not to convert but to spread knowledge understanding and tolerance wherever there is possible and helping others to realize the potential to greatness within themselves as much and to achieve as much as they can um so, as you can see, there are quite a bit of differences there. Uh, Satanists are very uh, self-indulgent more. And they're not really, I mean, that doesn't mean Satanists are not going out to try to help people. They are. Um, but Luciferians, we're more about seeking knowledge, 
and spreading that knowledge where Luciferians are a little more carnal and animalistic. Doesn't mean that you can't also be a Luciferian and has some of those attributes actually, right? So, you know, you can have a various different, you're, everybody's different. You could be a different type of Luciferian, everybody's different. But I wanted to get those two things crossed. Now, it is under Audiopedia on YouTube and look under Luciferianism. Uh, we'll try to put a link on the bottom if I possibly can. Um, if not, I would just, just type it in. So anyways, I hope that helps everybody understand a little bit of the differences. Uh, because when people get confused, of course, and that's naturally get confused because this is the way society and history has treated Luciferianism and has treated people um, who are not uh, well-versed or understand what the differences are and where there was translation problems. And hopefully this explains a lot more. So infernal blessings to all of you. And I will put the, hopefully the link below. Have a great week.